God, we thank you that you are right now, even with us as we are live streaming this service. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask our sound man if he will turn on channel number one, please. And we will go ahead and begin the message today.
uh, as a video to watch later that hopefully all of you will be inspired by this message and that you can watch this over and over again and really uh, dive into what God wants to share to the church. And I believe God has given a, a very prophetic message today that I want to share with all of you in Facebook land. Uh, I want to talk today about interesting parallels from the book of Daniel to today's plight over on land. In fact, I want to share with you four different prophetic parallels that I find here in the book of Daniel that relate now in this time and in this season with this virus and the attack on our nation. Most of this is found in Daniel chapter 10 through chapter 12. But we find here a story of Daniel. I would begin with Daniel chapter 12, verse number 1. And in Daniel chapter 12, verse number 1, he says that at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince who stands for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered. Every one that should be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting content. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word today. We ask that you will move upon this message. Father God, that it will become a message for this time and season. The Lord, you will speak prophetically to your people. The Lord, you will speak inspirationally to your people. And Father God, through this online method, Father God, you will just deliver it to your people, that they will receive it, understand it, and be able to walk Accordingly, we ask this in Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Four quick, interesting parallels that I find from the story of Daniel uh, to today's plight over our land. Number one, uh, we find that here in Daniel chapter twelve, verse one, the angel is telling uh, to Daniel. He says that there is going to be a time of such trouble such as the nation never saw before. There's going to be a time of such trouble that the nation from its very inception had never experienced before. And I can tell you, saints, today, that the United States of America, we have gone through a lot of, uh, of wars, we have been through a lot of uh, other times of trouble, but yet, I firmly believe that the United States of America has never yet faced something to this level as what we are experiencing right now. We are experiencing a time of trouble such as this nation has never yet experienced. And that's exactly what the, the angel said to Daniel, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. There's going to come that time of trouble. We have not experienced anything like this before. But what I love about this is he says that this is the time of deliverance. 
during the time of trouble is when he's also going to bring about a great deliverance. I, I want to tell you saints today, watching me on Facebook land, I believe this with every part of my being. We are living in the time of the end. We are living in the, what some may call the last days, what others may call the end times, uh, what some may call the times of the end. Whatever phrase you want to use, we are living in those times right now. And from this great scripture and others, we see that in the last days, in the end times, there's going to become great trouble. But in the midst of that great trouble, there's also going to come a great deliverance. And we are right now experiencing this. Let me say, in the midst of this great trouble that we are experiencing as the United States of America, get ready because God is about to bring a great deliverance for all of those who are the children of God. For all of those who believe in God. For all of those who have a relationship with God. There is going to be a deliverance for you and for your family. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. The other great parallel, second great parallel I see in this is that Daniel prayed and fasted for three weeks. Before the angel came and gave him this vision and this message. He prayed and fasted for three weeks. It's, it's no coincidence, I believe, that the governors of most states and most areas around us have, have declared a quarantine of three weeks. I believe there was a prophetic uh, symbolism there. Daniel tied himself up to his own house, to his own room to pray and to fast and to seek the Lord. For three weeks, 21 days, he says, in Daniel chapter 10. For 21 days, that's three weeks. And here we are being bound up to our houses and to our places for, for quarantine for three weeks. Say, I want to say to you, don't let this time pass you by. Don't let this time just become a wasting time. Don't let this season just become a blase, a waster of a time for you to sit in your house and dwell in fear, dwell in uncertainty, dwell in doubt, dwell in all forms of fear. No, this is your time to stop what you're doing, to pray fast, seek the Lord, because if we do, this is what will happen. We see Daddy did for three weeks, and what happened? Daddy found himself being visited by the angel and being touched by God and being given a word from God, a message from God. Do not let these three pieces of quarantine put you in a state of panic and pandemonium. It's time to seek the Lord. It's time to call upon the Lord. If you may 
many Bible studies since the great time. You're checking a whole many schools have been shut down and a lot of your parents say, I just don't even know what to do with my kids while we are all bound up in house together. You know what you can do? Pray. Pray with your kids. Sit your kids down with you and read the Bible together. Go through a devotion together. Don't let this time pass by without knowing for sure, without having that certainty that you are in right relationship with God, that your spouse is in right relationship with God, that your children are in right relationship with God. That your grandchildren are in right relationship with God. This is not a time to dwell in panic and fear. This is a time to seek the Lord. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7:14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face. Forgive, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive them their sins, and I will heal their land. This is the time. This is the time. Another interesting parallel is that the hindrance that came against Daniel's answer to prayer was an atmospheric spirit. It was a spirit that dwelt in the atmosphere. He had a name for the spirit. In fact, he called it the Prince of Persia. But we also see in Daniel chapter 10 that when the angel finally got through that atmospheric spirit, because that's what the angel said. The angel said, listen, from the beginning, you be, from the moment you started to pray, I was already dispatched from heaven. From the moment you started to pray, from the moment you started to seek God, from the moment you started to call upon the Lord, I, God sent me to give you a word. God sent me to give you a message. God sent me to help you along your way. God sent me to give you something that would stir up your spirit, something that would keep you going, something that would strengthen you and help you keep walking this way and there. God sent me when I was held for those three weeks, I was stopped in the atmosphere because of a spirit called the Prince of Persia. I was stopped. I, I could not come down. I had, to, I had to wait for Michael, the archangel, to come and help me. And then after he said those words to Daniel, he said, now, now, listen, I'm going to go back. i got to help Michael. And listen to what he said in Daniel chapter 10. He said, I'm going back up to continue the fight against the prince of Persia. And after the prince of Persia is going to come the prince of Grecia. But you see, we understand prophetically that those spiritual names also represent the names of governments. They had control over the nation of Israel. Persia did, and then after Persia was destroyed, Greeks came in and had control. After Greeks, Rome came in and had control. But see, what we find in the book of Daniel was that these were not just earthly 
earthly things, God is letting us know that these are spiritual elements. These are spiritual, atmospheric demons that was having control. These are principalities and powers that were taking control over regions. And, and, and the angel used different names. He used the Prince of Persia, then he called it the Prince of Grecia. Two different names for a same spirit that sought control over the atmosphere. Can I tell you, I believe another spiritual name of an atmospheric spirit is the name coronavirus. I believe coronavirus is another name for the same spiritual spirits that are trying to take control over the nations, trying to control over the governments, trying to seek control over the land. This is nothing more than just another spirit. This is nothing more than just another demonic control over our land. And might I say unto you that God is already at work against the spiritual realm, already against these principalities and powers. And I want to show you something about these principalities and powers. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. He says, he walked in Christ. Somebody say Christ. Say that your own house. Somebody say Christ. Now say Jesus Christ. I'm going to show you in just a few more moments the power that comes when you say Jesus Christ. I'm going to show you in just a few moments the power that comes when you say Jesus Christ. But look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20. He says, he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above. Now, when you're sitting in your couch, sitting in your bed, sitting at the kitchen table, I want you to say, far above. Far above. Not, not, not a little bit above. Not slightly above. God set Christ far above. Far above all. Now you gotta say all. All principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And, now you gotta say and. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Did you see that? God set Jesus Christ far above all principalities and powers and over every name, even the name coronavirus. Even all the principalities like the spirit of Persia or the spirit of Grecia, over all those principalities and powers, God set his son, Jesus Christ, to be far above all of it. Coronavirus has not power above Jesus. A captain, a, a sergeant, and a lieutenant. Prince 
principalities, powers, dominion, and might. Those are those are rankings in the spiritual realm. And Jesus is a far above all of them. Now I want you to understand this. The Jehovah's Witnesses, see, they declare that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. But I want to say to you, Jesus is far above Michael the Archangel. The Mormons teach that Jesus is the brother to Lucifer. No, I want to say to you today, watching me on Facebook, Jesus is far above Lucifer. Because both Michael and Lucifer were created by Jesus. Look at John chapter 1, verse number 1. He says, all things, in the beginning was the world. The world was with God and the world was God. Look at verse number 3. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now look at Colossians chapter 1. And in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 16. This is powerful. Get your, get your Bibles out and begin to study this with me. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. He says, for by Him, that Him is Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. He says, for by Him were all things created. That are in heaven and that are in earth, both visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or this? principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. All principalities, all powers. There is no spirit. Higher than Jesus Christ. In fact, the angels were created for him, the scripture says. So that all of those who left their first estate are right now being kept in chains of darkness, awaiting for the day of judgment. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it says that if God spare not the angels who sin, but cast them down to hell and deliver them in the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Did he hear that? God said he spared not the angels, but he sent them in the judgment. In, in the book of Jude, verse number 6, he said, And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he had preserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. I want to say to you today that angels who have, who have sinned against God have been
nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want you to hear me say today all over Facebook land that this coronavirus cannot separate you from the love of God, from your secure position in Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, he may have kicked the angels out. In Jesus Christ. In fact, it is with this great position that comes great authority. It is with this great position that comes great authority. In Ephesians chapter 3, starting with verse number 9. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 9. It says, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now, unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to say this to you today. Ultimate salvation and deliverance is a thing not granted under principalities and powers. It is a thing that even the angels don't fully understand. And then he tells us in Ephesians 3 that God through the church is revealing to all the principalities and powers in the heavenly places the manifold wisdom of God. You see, God's infinite love in granting you and I salvation by His love, through His love, through the giving of His Son to us is a marvel even to the angels. In fact, look at what Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 10, he says, Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that is to come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Now look at verse number 12. He says, Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, you and I, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them who have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Which things the angels desire to look into. Which things the angels, the principalities, the powers, they desire to look into. Because the angels have not been offered salvation through Jesus Christ. I want to say that again. The angels and the principalities and the powers of this world have not been offered salvation through 
They're going to find themselves in the, in the bottomless pit. And right now, they had become the prince of the power of the air. They had become the principalities over this, over the atmosphere. And they are attacking you and I. They are attacking the spiritual children of God. Why? Because they want what you and I have been given. They want salvation. They want deliverance. That's why Jude told us that we have to fight to maintain what God has given us. In Jude chapter 1 verse 3, he says, Beloved, I was going to write about salvation, but in my writing about salvation, I found it necessary and that need for, for me to write to you and exhort you to earnestly contend, to earnestly fight for, to earnestly battle for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. You see, see when Jude was writing this, he was saying, I was going to write about salvation, but I'm going to write a whole different subject. No, this is one of the same, because he was saying, in order for you to that God has given you, you've got to fight for it. You've got to fight the spiritual warfare that's against you. Many of you sitting in your homes right now, you've been battling, even this past week, you've been battling spiritual warfare. You've been battling things that have all of a sudden crept up that you thought were done and gone away with. Things that all of a sudden you, you thought would never happen to you or your family. And now all of a sudden it happened. And many of you are sitting at home right now saying, you know what? I will never be laid off from my job. And now all of a sudden you find yourself laid off from your job. Many of you are sitting there saying, you know what? I, I got plenty of money in the bank and, I, and I'm going to be just fine. And now all of a sudden you say, you know what? I don't have enough in the bank. Now all of a sudden I'm a little bit nervous, a little concerned over my finances. But I want to try to say something today. If you uh, understand this, that uh, and God said, I will deliver you and I will give you salvation. Seek my faith, turn to me, and I will deliver you. I will take care of you. But you've got to fight for this salvation. Paul revealed to the Colossian church that Jesus is the only way. To have the authority over all the principalities and powers. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. He said, and you are complete in him. Which is the you are complete in him. Who is the head of all principalities and powers. In other words, when you come to know Jesus Christ. And you come into a right relationship with him. You are above. You have power over all the principalities and powers. Can I say that again? When you come to know Jesus Christ and have a relationship with Him, you have power over all the principalities and powers. Look what it says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 19. It says that He has been given the name of every other name. In 319, it says, Wherefore God has highly exalted Him and given Him a name above every other name. Jesus is the name above every other name. I don't care how, what kind of things you may think of when you hear the word coronavirus or when you hear the word virus or, or infection or, or disease, but I came out to let you know that the name of Jesus is above the name coronavirus. The name of Jesus is above the name flu and infection and disease. The name of Jesus is above every other name. If you are in Christ Jesus, 
But if you have a right relationship with Jesus, you don't have to fear the names of the spiritual atmospheric spirits that are out there. In fact, we know that the name of Jesus has much power because in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 it says that Jesus having spoiled principalities and powers he even made a show of them openly triumphing over them. Colossians 2 15 he spoiled principalities and powers. He spoiled them. I want to tell you saints today I believe that if you would just begin to apply the blood of Jesus if you begin to apply the blood of Jesus into your home, into your family, apply the blood of Jesus into your atmosphere right now, wherever you are, maybe it's even in your car or wherever you may be. Apply the blood of Jesus. Right? I can probably let you know that the blood of Jesus will dilute every power that that coronavirus has. The blood of Jesus, just a drop of the blood of Jesus. Just adding a drop of the blood of Jesus will totally annihilate the virus. Come on, I'm, I want to help somebody here today. You need the blood of Jesus over your life. You need the blood of Jesus over your family. In these days, you cannot listen. Listen. In the days of Egypt, when the plague was coming and the angel of death was about to come and destroy the firstborn of every household, the only thing that stopped the angel of death was the blood. The only thing that's going to stop the angel of death, whether it be physical death, natural death, or spiritual death, the only thing that is going to stop the spirit of death, the spirit of principalities and powers, the spirit of coronavirus, the spirit of infectious diseases, the only thing that is going to stop the spirit of death is the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here and you're watching and you say, okay, Pastor, how can I receive the blood of Jesus Christ? How can I receive that salvation and be saved from this? Be saved from all of this trouble and circumstance. I want you to first of all know that salvation can be found in no other name but the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other name that you can be saved. I'm sorry to tell you, listen, I, I appreciate what our government is trying to do to help us, but let me say it to you today, as much as I respect and honor the positions that our governor has, that our president has, that our uh, uh, members of representatives and members of the Senate have, 
as much as I respect all the people in the in the health uh, departments and the hospitals and the doctors, as much as I respect their positions, as much as I respect that their wisdom that God has given to them, I want to let you know today that none of them can save me. The governor she can put any policy she wants to, but none of it will save you. The president, nothing he says or nothing he does will save you. Doctors and hospitals, nothing they can accomplish. I don't care if they found the cure or they don't find the cure. The reality is still the same. They cannot save you. The only salvation is found in Jesus Christ. God the Father has given us His Son, whereby we can receive salvation, which leads to eternal life. Many of you know this John 3.16. Many of you probably watch me today, you can quote John 3.16. I want to read it to you in a different translation than normal. I want to read it to you in the Passion Translation. But John 3.16 says like this. It says, this, but this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now, everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God gave his only son, his unique son, as a gift. For you and I. And that it was by his son that we can now have eternal life. In fact, Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of not whosoever shall call upon the name of the doctors. Not who could ever call upon the name of unemployment agency. Not whosoever can call upon uh, the name of the president. It's whosoever calls on the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ shall be saved. See, again, the book of Daniel, right? They're ready to close. I'm going to ask our sound man to go ahead and put some music on quietly in the background. Very quietly, please. I don't want to interfere the live stream. By the way, for those of you watching, you know that we have very, very few people in the church today. My children are actually helping me run the sound and, and do all the other things that need to be done as we try to uh, follow the orders given to us and have minimum, very, very minimum people here uh, assisting this live stream process and assisting this live stream program. But in Daniel chapter 12, we go back to our key text for the day. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, says, And everyone that should be found written in the book, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Some, I want you to catch this, anyone of you watching me on Facebook right now, some 
to everlasting life. Some to shame and everlasting contempt. See, in other words, not everyone is going to make it to heaven. Not everyone is going to receive the free gift of salvation. Not everyone is going to experience deliverance from death. Only some, some, some. What category do you want to be in? What category would you like your life? What category do you want your children to be in? Listen to me, families, all across this place. This is, as I said at the beginning, this is your time to get with your children. They are now at home. They can't go anywhere. They are now at home. Now is your time to get with your children and make sure they understand that there is only one way to salvation. It is found through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one, doesn't matter how good you are, how smart you are, how pretty you look, no one, no one, will make it to the Father unless they go through Jesus Christ. But praise God, salvation is a free gift. Everlasting life is a free gift for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your family. It says, make sure you don't miss anybody. And also make sure you're not the one being missed. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10. I'm closing. But it says, At the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, I want to say that again. So, everybody in Facebook, that hears me. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven, things in the earth, even things under the earth. See, what Paul's trying to say is he's trying to include all principalities, all powers, all angels. Every knee is going to bow. The angels' knees are going to bow. Lucifer's knees are going to bow. Coronavirus is going to bow to the name of Jesus. Death is going to bow to the name of Jesus. Everything, all the things in heaven, all the things in the earth, all the things under the earth, everything, spiritual, earthly, physical, supernatural, everything, Oh, I know this is 
may not be a pretty message for anybody out there, but this is the truth that I have to give. Every single knee is going to bow. And every single tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Listen to me. One day, sooner or later, and I believe it may very well be sooner, we're already experiencing the last days. We're already experiencing things, plagues, and all these different things, earthquakes, and all these different things that are, that are attributing to the reality that we are in the last days. We are in the end times. So one day, sooner or later, and it may very well be sooner, you will bow your knee to him and declare that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The question today, the question for you sitting at your home, the question for you sitting on your couch, watching this live stream event, do you have a right relationship with Jesus Christ? If today was to be the very last day on this earth, do you know for certain you will be making your everlasting home heaven? Do you know that for sure? If not, I'm going to pray a simple prayer right here, right now. And I'm going to invite you in your home to pray this prayer with me. This is of such importance. This is of such importance. Because the Bible says that he desires for no one to perish, but for all to receive everlasting life. So right here, right now, I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you to pray with me in your own place. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We thank you that you have sent your only son to become the propitiation for my sins. To become the redemption price for my salvation. Now, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. I want to have a relationship with you. Jesus, I want to know you more. I want to know you better. I want to walk with you every day. Jesus, right here, right now, I want to know that when everything is said and done, I will be in heaven with you. Save me from my sins. Forgive me of all of my iniquities. Deliver me so that I might be saved. In Jesus' name. Now, if you pray that prayer today, I want you to know that if you pray that prayer and you believe, the Bible says that to everyone who believeth on him and confesses him, as Savior of the life is saved. So if you pray that prayer, you believe it with your heart. 
you all sing to the glory of God the Father. Praise God. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, if you want to reach out to us, we would love to reach out to you. Uh, maybe not physically, it was our hands, as that's not uh, quite the right thing right now. But we do want to reach out to you. We reach out to you via Facebook or mail. Uh, we'd love to share with you uh, uh, the, the, the knowledge of God, the uh, revelation of God through His Word. We'd love to just connect with you in any way that we can uh, to help you grow in this new relationship that you now have with Jesus Christ. So if that's you, and you prayed that prayer, you made that commitment to God. Just reach out to us. Send us a comment on Facebook or if you want to use uh, uh, the messenger, uh, private messenger, so you don't see it on, uh, on all public. Uh, you know, either way you want to but reach out to us, that will be fine. Even through the mail. Again, PO Box 143, Hamilton, Michigan, 49419 is our mailing address. Uh, but again, we want, to, we want to hear from you. And if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, we want to hear from you. We want to help you. We want to be the church that can come around you and support you uh, through prayer and any other means that we can. God bless you. Uh, again, we don't know what's going to be happening here uh, in the next week and even some of the following weeks. So just uh, if you are attending this church uh, regularly, please stay uh, tuned to Facebook. Uh, stay tuned to other uh, methods of communication that we have uh, coming out to you. Uh, so that way, you can know what's going on. So, God bless you. I love you. God loves you. I'll see you next time right here on Facebook Live.